Happy holidays, everyone. Christmas has come early this year, and I come bearing gifts. Please enjoy the trailer for my new movie, Falling for Christmas, coming to Netflix this November. When people look at me, all they see is the spoiled daughter of the hotel magnet. I'm coming in, coming in hot. I just want people to remember me for more than my last name. My lady. Where exactly are we going? Sierra Belmont. <gasps> the last year with you has been truly magical. <gasps> Will you marry me? Oh, Tad! Tad! Oh, I've got you! Ah! Sheriff, could you please tell her to let me out of here? First, we need to figure out who you are. What do you mean, who I am? My name is... My name is... So what are we supposed to do with her? I have a place. Does it have room service? Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Where am I? Alrighty, went through the lost and found. Uh, are these used? Probably. But, you know, sometimes guests leave things here by accident, so... Not sure this was left here by accident. <laughs> the doctor did say that if I did normal things, my memory might come back. Doctor's orders. Huh? Have you ever actually made a bed, dear? I don't think so. It's been almost two days. What, no one's found me yet? Like, unclaimed luggage. They're probably out looking for you right now. Find my daughter. Her, don't you? Well, yeah. But... I think you should tell her. Wow. Look. Beautiful. Sometimes you can't rush things. I just need to find my own way. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Stocking Stuffers, Season 8, Cozy Cardigan Christmas Season. Uh, On this episode, I am no longer alone. I have finally found a holiday friend to watch a Netflix movie with me. Uh, We will get into what that movie is. Actually, you heard the trailer, if I remember to put it in there. And so, to discuss Lindsay Lohan's triumphant comeback that will surely change everything this time... I have brought none other than the one, the only, Jason Fozzie Bear Nelson. Jason. Oh, la 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 lohan I'm so excited to yes! be here. And you even knew to sing a public domain song, so I don't have to get worried exactly. about getting sued. That's when you know a pro, folks. That's when you know a pro. Jason, you've been yes. here before. Do you remember some of the other movies you have stopped by to cover with with me on the Stocking Stuffers? I do not remember a single title. I'll Which tell you, you that. Because you're but my good remember... luck charm. Like, yeah. we somehow stumble on the really exciting ones together. We do. I don't uh-huh. remember any of the titles, but I remember there was the mannequin. What was Holly's, that called? Holly's Holiday? Maybe? Holly's Holiday. Yeah. Good call. There was the uh, time traveling angel. Yeah, and I can't remember the name of that one because it was a really generic title, but it was a very exciting yeah. episode. I'll find and that and drop it director. in. We did. We it was awesome. Him. Yeah, and what else? Did we do one more? Is that we did. It? I, I think like... what I'm going to declare probably like if I had to say what oh, what was yeah. my favorite of all time that we, that I've ever covered on the Stocking Stuffers, the truth the about truth Christmas. About Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yes, the one that, that so ends fun. without a romance. 
Yes, mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes uh, I, I pull you in in part because I'm thinking, okay, well, if he's here, something something exciting is going to happen. And this is one of the bigger profile releases of the season. This is a Netflix with money behind it movie. And not like a lot of money, but there's tells to the fact that this movie spent money. Uh, we, we will get to that when we talk about, especially the music, if you will. Right. Uh, this was not this was not a cheaply made, quick, go to the bargain bin and find whatever holiday CDs they're paying you to take. Um, but it is still very much in the formula. Uh, also, I should say, I have previously covered a movie called Falling for Christmas. It did not involve Lindsay Lohan. It was about ice skating, and it was another one that I kind of liked. Um, but that is... I looked that up today. I yeah. knew there was another one. Uh-huh. I haven't seen it, but um, there's somebody in it that was, like, really good. Who was oh, in that? Oh, no. I think Elvis... Was, wait, was Elvis Stoico in that one? I th- no. Uh, it, uh, maybe. It wasn't, like... It was, like, an Ion. Ver- it wasn't Hallmark. It wasn't Lifetime. It was one of the other, like, little, little cheap networks. Oh, Lachlan Monroe was in that's that one. Who's, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, I liked him. Who's, who's he? Was he the lead? Oh, Scary, scary Movie, I think. Uh, and... He was the he was the roommate in Dead Roommate on Campus or whatever it's called. Dead where, Man on Campus. Dead Man on Campus. Yeah, where Mike Paul Gosler or John Paul, Mar- Paul uh, with Mar- Zach, uh, Zach Morris. Yes, Zach Morris okay. wants to get a roommate that's going to die, and he's mm-hmm. the like. Oh, I remember. I think like, I think I worked in a movie theater when that came out. Saw that for free. It's not very good, but. Yeah, I like Locke Monroe. Monroe. I, oh, and good. he's a, a dad on some like teen show now. I can't tell you which one, but he's like aged into like CW dad. Okay. Well, if he was the main guy in this movie, Falling for Christmas, he was very cute. And it was one of those weird movies where like the, the leads actually had a lot of chemistry. And I was like, I, yeah. I would like to see them have sex. Like, this is a good, we're good, we're doing well. Um, but that is not the movie we're covering today. We're covering a movie today about two leads that might have chemistry. We're going to talk about whether they do. Um, Falling for Christmas, uh, before we dive in, and as we know, we're going to go through the 10 tropes. We're going to go through the bonus round. Before that, I'll give you a little background, and then uh, we'll go through a quick synopsis. Um, So this is Netflix uh, 2022, uh, it is, uh, the director is Janine Damien, so female director, which is cool. Oh, she, so nice. I think this is her first directorial film. She's done a lot of producing on a lot of Christmas Ooh. movies. So she is from the world of Cozy Cardigans, but, uh, taking off her cardigan and putting on her director's, uh, scarf for this Santa one. hat. I guess, is that what they do? I don't know. Uh, more excitingly... So the screenwriters, one of it's two screenwriters, one person who, um, who just has a couple of other Christmas credits. More importantly, did you look at the other co- co-writer Ron Oliver's uh, filmography? I did. And uh-huh. The one thing that stood out to me, I saw a lot of movies that you probably covered, and one movie that you absolutely love. Uh huh. Are we talking about Hello, Mary Lou, Prom, Prom Night, Night Two, baby? Yes. Good. Yes. That was amazing. Yes. Um, I am glad I didn't know that until after I watched this movie, because otherwise I think my hopes would have been raised a lot. Yeah. And I would have really hoped to get a lot more. People, if you have not seen Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2, you are missing out. It is glorious. Um, 
And the one thing yeah. I remember most about that movie is that Charlize Theron was on, I think, How Did This Get Made about that movie. She was one of the guest <laughs> she hosts. Was. Yeah, and she everybody loved it. They all loved it when they talked about it. And Charlize Theron said that there was one actress in that movie that she wanted to give her Oscar to. <laughs> yes. She's like, I wanted to relinquish my Oscar to this woman. She was so good. Yeah, it's a joy of a movie. Uh, I will watch Mary Night, Mary, Mary Night Prom Night, Lou. <laughs> Uh, Nailed it. Yeah. Like, it's been, wait, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, it's been like three years since I watched that. What's wrong with me? I need to stop everything and rewatch it. I don't know that I'll say the same about Falling for Christmas, but we can get into that uh, before we we go in. Uh, Jason, uh, would you like to give a very detailed or not that detailed plot synopsis of this movie? Oh, man, I would love to. Okay. So, Lindsay Lohan basically plays Paris Hilton and she is a hotel heiress. really played Paris Hilton, but we'll get to that. A hundred percent did. And I wondered, I was like, this has to be deliberate. And like, they were friends photographed out together, you know, flashing their, their no underwear to the paparazzi. We all did it in the early 2000s. Come on. Exactly. So they were friends for a while. I was wondering how Paris took this, but I'm sure Paris doesn't care about anything. (laughs) She's like, say what you want about me. I'm a billionaire. Yeah, I don't care. So anyway, she plays Paris Hilton, and who is a hotel heiress, and her father wants her to take a job as the um, what is it? Director of Atmosphere. Director of Atmosphere at one of his resorts, which is a made-up job. He just wants her to have a job and take care of her since her mother died. There's one of your tropes. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has a boyfriend named Tad, who blew my goddamn mind <laughs> that that was Kakoa Shaw. I knew this guy looked familiar, but he's Kakoa Shaw from Malignant, the police detective in Malignant. Oh, wow. Yes. I, wow. Okay, okay. Things are, tides yeah. are turning. I'll say that. Yep. Tides are turning. Blew my mind. Kakoa Shaw, who said, who, I can't believe I didn't know who you, as soon as he said that, I'm like, I know the name Kakoa Shaw. Of course I do, because right? he says that name like 17 times in Malignant, and every exactly. time you laugh out loud, because you're like, I guess if I was named Kakoa Shaw, I would say it a lot, because it's a great I would tell combination everybody. of syllables. I would... Yeah, I would print up T-shirts. So <laughs> my name is Kakoa Shaw. He's her boyfriend. He is an influencer, and he's just like all about his numbers, and he's constantly looking at what's going up and what's going down. So one day he comes to visit her at the hotel. It's right before Christmas, I guess a week or so. They decide to go to this place where he has heard that there are really great shots for your Instagram uh, or your you know social media. While they're there. There's a horrible accident. They both fall off of a cliff. Lindsay Lohan is knocked unconscious. They're both knocked unconscious, but they're separated. Um, And then Lindsay Lohan is found, taken to the hospital. um, And (laughs) so she has been recovered by Cord Overstreet, who works owns a competing hotel. I don't even know it's a competing hotel. It's more of an inn, a cozy little boat that's scrappy and struggling. And they don't have a website, so perhaps that's part of the problem. Probably. So they have no web presence, but he offers to let her stay at the hotel because the hospital doesn't want to keep her because she's such an asshole. Well, she's not even that much of an asshole. The hospital's just like, yeah, well, we don't know what to do. Like, I don't know. It's Christmas. Everybody's going home. And uh, yeah, we've got a missing persons report, but nobody's going to read it. It's Christmas. I don't think that's how this kind of thing works, but carry on. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Mm. But Cord Overstreet of Glee fame, another Emily Mm -hmm. Tyen. Um, is the the innkeeper, and he has uh, a dead wife. There's another trope, mm-hmm. and he has a precocious little daughter. There's another trope, yep, yep. and he has a wise old mother in law. There's another trope, nine. and he works with his hands a lot. There's mm-hmm. another trope, Three. and he he starts uh, he lets Lindsay stay there, and she becomes close to Cord. She becomes close to the mother in law and to the little kid Ava. 
they start to really bond and she starts to help him bring back his hotel not knowing who she is or her memories she starts to fix it up and she gets these great ideas to like have a party and promote it and et cetera, et cetera, to make him save his business. Meanwhile, the most interesting story in the world is taking place yes. where Tad is discovers a crazy mountain man. A crazy mountain uh, poacher man. I don't know what he was poaching. Yes. Like what's wow, out there right? that you can't hunt? Yeah, that's a good point. Like you can like hunt deer. In, I don't. I don't. Yeah, do you need a license in that part of the country? I don't know. Maybe it's all the. That's why there are no endangered elephants in Vermont Ooh, <laughs> because of Ralph. This maybe. guy, crazy old Ralph. <laughs> so Tad finds this man, and this guy agrees to help him get back to society and like get back to you know because he hasn't lost his memory. He knows who he is. Tad does, and this guy's helping him trek through the forest, and all the while. They are slowly falling in love. It is not on screen and yeah. it is not explicitly stated, but it's happening. And if you watch this movie, you have to go in knowing that these two characters are going to fall in love post credits. When the movie's over, Tad realizes the folly of his ways and he rushes back to Ralph's side. So that's the story in my mind. Mm. And it, it it's very strange because Tad's storyline goes doesn't go that far directionally. Right, Tad. No. Now, uh, Lindsay Lohan saves Christmas, um, and right as she d- and oh my God, the way Amnesia works in this movie. So, what happens? She helps uh, Cordover Street save the hotel. Just in a as very, it's a wonderful life mm-hmm. manner. Right, like right. everybody from town comes and says, "Like, hey, I forgot I owed you six thousand dollars. Here you go," and they give him a check. <laughs> I'll hand him money for all the things he's done for the townsfolk over and these people. I'm going to say, I did, this movie didn't particularly work for me, but I was at, like caught at a sensitive moment where that scene where everybody in town is like, you know, I was really down on my luck and you let me stay here. And one day you just towed my car and you didn't even ask for anything. I'm not going to lie. It, it's an yeah. emotional time of year. I, I felt something in my eyeball when that happened. Let me just say too, that, um, I do this with a lot of movies, and I know I've been quoted on other podcasts saying this, but this is a fantastic movie if you imagine it as a better movie. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, 100%. So... Because yeah. I think part of what, why this one for me was a... It, it was a little bit of a chore. This is this is a short one. Now, Netflix sometimes commits the sin of being longer than 90 minutes because they right. can be. They, they're not beholden yeah. to the same rules. And that can be – and usually it drags. And this one is 90 minutes, but it really dragged for me. And oh. I know what my problem was. Um, yeah, what was that? Without naming names. Oh, but I have to. It's, I don't I even know. know if it was her fault. Or yeah. if it was the writing's fault or the directing's fault. Look, man, you're like the whole. And we, I mean, we can dive into this. Number one, female in need of a lesson. When you are you are doing this, either one way of two ways. It's either a really sweet girl who is perfect and is going to teach everybody around her to love Christmas, or it is a mean, mean woman who needs to learn the folly of her ways and behave. And that that mean woman could be a corporate bitch. She can be like wild, irresponsible, wild child. And you have Lindsay fucking Lohan, who has bite, who the whole reason she was interesting, the whole reason I think we were all into her in the early 2000s 
it wasn't that, you know, she was crazy, that, you know, like, oh, like, she behaved badly and all this. It was that she felt different than, like, a packaged child actor. She yeah. had this raspiness to her voice, and she kind of, like, felt like an old soul. And and she was a little thick, too. She wasn't, yeah. like, you know, even though she had a, a beautiful figure, but she had she was bosomy, she was a little curvy. She didn't she look like she came hair. off an assembly line, even though yes. she was, you know, a, a grew up in the industry. There was something, like, dangerous about her, and this movie just it does not want to deal with that at all. And yeah. even though she is the spoiled rich girl, she's not a mean spoiled rich girl. Well, what? let me tell you my idea to fix this movie. Mm-hmm. This is one of the ideas that would make it a better movie. So they had it there. It was almost the idea that they had. I would like to see her character actually not, kind of meeting in the middle of your two ideas okay. where she is a spoiled rich girl, but she is frustrated and exhausted from her dad taking care of her and having like an mm. entourage to come dress her in the morning. She never gets to do anything for herself. I wanted her to be able to want to break out of that role. And this opportunity when she gets amnesia to work at this fricking uh, hotel and to like actually trim a tree and to, you know, clean rooms. That is her opportunity to like take control yeah. and actually do something for herself for the first time in her life and realize that's what she really wants. It so should, should be been two frustrated. different performances. Right. It yeah. should be. No, it doesn't have to be Vanessa Hudgens in Princess Switch five times and five different Vanessa Hudgenses. But it should right. be Goldie Hawn in Overboard scene one, Goldie Hawn in Overboard yes. 10 minutes into the movie. She should yeah. be a different person when she forgets everything about who she is. And that would have made it so much more interesting. Instead, she's just kind of dumb, but not even like dumb, dumb. It's more like, oh, she's kind of, you know, inexperienced. She doesn't know how to do anything. And she still doesn't know how to do anything, but now she's not doing different things. Now she's now she doesn't know how to do different things that other people know how to do. And yeah. she'll slowly learn. And that's that. And yeah, it well, was and disappointing. It was disappointing, but I, I could have imagined it so much better. It was almost there. So if one I imagine it is a better movie, and I'll tell you the other thing that I need to imagine to make it better is Ted finally getting with this mountain man. And I know that sounds like a joke, but that would have fit his character so well to realize he doesn't need to be with someone who's going to boost his numbers. He needs to be true to himself. He needs to be honest about who he is, and he doesn't need to like fake these Instagram posts to get followers. He needs to be true to himself and love who he loves. And that is Ralph the Crazy Mountain Man. So what's they interesting about that, too, is, and again, this is Netflix, so they can be a little bit more, you know, kind of, they're, again, they don't have to worry about sponsors. They They know that their audience is a little younger, is a little bit... Hipper, yeah. generally, probably a little more liberal. So there, Candace in, Cameron Bure doesn't even have. Oh a my gosh, she doesn't know. Like you say, Netflix, and she immediately does an exorcism on you. Yes, it, it hurts. Like she used to have her brother's login, but then he got his wife made him change it. Yep, and so she doesn't even have a password anymore. Oh we can do whatever we want, guys, on Netflix. Yeah. We don't have to worry about her. And Tad is bisexual. Right? So Lindsay yes. Lohan dumps Tad. She's like, no, I'm not going to marry you. I'm, I'm going to marry Cordover Street, I guess. Uh, and Tad immediately, like, makes eyes with the hotel, like, the main, what, what do you call that? Like, the main hotel. Concierge. yeah. Yeah. And immediately they have a connection and they're like, yep, let's, let's go away together. Hey, quick, quick hop in what? the car. Yeah. If like, you're going to go there, yeah. just make it Ralph. Just make it Ralph. Because they do have chemistry. They did. Like, they have the more chemistry act? in this movie than anybody else, any other two actors in this movie together. 
The most romantic yeah. scene I've ever seen on film is when Ralph gives gives Tad his snowshoes mm. and says, I'll be all right. And my, oh. I, my heart broke. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, it moved a little just watching the two of them. I get it. Yeah. I loved them. And they just crapped out yeah. and didn't go there. He went for the pretty that boy instead. Made it, yeah. Yeah. That would have made it a better movie, too. Okay, okay. So so if we've got two things that of ways that we're just going to pretend this, things that we're going to pretend this movie did to be better. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, you know, there's a lot of little things, too. Like, when she is wrapping presents at the, like, little town Christmas fair, there's a moment when somebody comes up, they're like, you know, hey, I have a present for you, and they hand her a skateboard. It would have been a perfect opportunity for a joke for her just to say, like, okay, how do I wrap this? You know, yeah. a little throwaway joke, just yeah. a little punching up on that script. Yeah. I could have done it. I know. It would have been so much better. There was no, just a little punchier and it would have been memorable. Also, I, we need to address the gift wrapping. Um, mm-hmm. So aside from, I I tell the story every year, the only job I've ever been fired from was charity gift wrapping, where I no, proved no, no, to be no. a very bad gift wrapper. Uh, but there's a moment where, like, of course, she's wrapping a present. And it comes out really bad. And Cordova Street is like, oh, don't worry. I'll fix it. And he's like, let me show you. And actually, he gives a good bit of advice, which is um, use as little paper as possible, which right. makes sense because that's where you run into trouble. You run into trouble yeah, not when you're trying to cover over. up empty spots, but when you right. have, especially if it's like a circular thing and you have that giant extra paper and you're like, what do I do? Do I just tie it in a knot? No, you can't. I've tried. Yeah. But did you catch that, like – they have him like rapping and the the camera does this like close up on his hands and then another shot of the two of them and then another shot of his hands as he raps. Did they have to use stunt hands for Cordova Street? Oh my God. It wouldn't surprise me because uh, you know what frustrates me? I think I've mentioned this before as well. In movies, it, I am 100% positive that no actor has ever folded laundry in their life. Oh, well, that, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, most actors you, are like nepotism kids anyway, so why right. would they ever have folded their own laundry? When you see an actor, like, they have to do busy work and they're folding laundry, it frustrates me. I'm like, it's just, you're just wadding it into a ball. Why are you even folding it? I mean, I, that's kind of, I don't fold laundry, so I don't notice oh. that specifically, but the idea is, is still true of, of other things. Yeah. And the wrapping paper, too. I'm sure he's never wrapped a fucking gift no, in his life, no, Court Overstreet. And they had to call him the had... big guns. Do you think there's, like, a stunt rapper that, like, sits, you know, like, in his, like, look at Crazy Ralph. Like, he's got, like, a cabin somewhere, and, like, most of the time, <laughs> he just sits in his rocker, maybe, like, you know, making his own moonshine. And every now and then, it's not a phone. He wouldn't have a phone, because he, he lives in grid. But, like, the bell rings, and that means that the somebody knows how to put the call in of, like, <laughs> we need smooth hands. Call smooth hands. Bring them in. Fly them. <laughs> Either that's true or it's James Cameron just doing it. Oh. You know how he did. He was the hands in Titanic and he's the hands mm. in every he's rapping actually, film you've ever seen. That's Except how he's rapping. financing his $300 million movies. Yes. That's just, where all the he has a really big fee to be the gift wrapping stunt hands. <laughs> exactly. Love it. Love it. Uh, all right. So we did our female lead in a lesson. Number two is our setting, which is either a big bad city, a charming small town, or a magical winter wonderland. We have basically all of these. Uh, where I, I'd say the one hotel is like the big bad city. Mm, it's so oh, opulent yeah. and, you know. And nobody knows anybody. And cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's basically a yep. stand in yep. for I a like city. That. Um, and it's like Christmas, but not like there's a couple at one point who are like in bikinis, like, because I guess they must have like a heated pool or something. Yeah. So it's like, even like that, it's like, oh, it's not really Christmas here. Exactly. You're right. And then the charming small town is the inn where everybody knows everybody. 
Well, the charming small, yeah, the, smart, the charming small town is the charming small it's town. Charming small town. Yeah, 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 you're exists. right. Yes, and like it is very much like Gilmore Girls. Like everybody mm-hmm. knows it. Everybody there's a the town mayor is like everybody's best friend. There's a little town. There is a little town square where they all congregate. And yet, yeah. there, and there's no communication with the outside world. Otherwise, anybody might have known who this woman is. But right, uh, and um, magical winter wonderland because rules don't apply here because head injuries mean something very different in this place. Sure, sure. Yep. All right. So number three is the bland love interest. Ooh, in space. Mm-hmm. We actually have two, and we kind of have both. We have our poor, poor little rich boy and Tad, and our widowed dad who works with his hands in yep. Cordova. I think his name is Jake, but I mean, he's Cordova Street. Cordover if your name Street. is Cordova Street, you have to accept that people will only ever refer to you as Cordova Street. I cannot look at him and not picture Puck R.I.P. Well, not R.I.P., I guess, but sorry. Yeah, Burn in Hell, I guess, more appropriately. But. But Puck's character saying, like, man, that's a big mouth. I wonder how many pull, oh, yeah. pull balls Trouty he could fit in his mouth. Trouty mouth. I forgot that, 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 about those yeah. lips. Yeah. yeah. He's what, – so what do you think of him in this movie? Perfectly adequate. Yeah. Like, bursting with adequate aquacity. <laughs> kind of like Riley on Buffy type thing where, like, yeah. I mean, he's cute. He's, like, he's – I think he can project – and I have no idea what he's like in real life, but he projects sure. genuine nice guy on camera, which mm-hmm. is a good thing to have for these movies. Um, yeah. And I felt like he should be on a CBS, uh, like, Yeah, like multi-cam. Oh, you think a procedural, not a sitcom? Procedural. No, I think he would do great on, like, a CSI mm-hmm. or an NCIS. Right, right. Or Something IBC where, like, or... he, he's, you know, puts on, like, sunglasses. Uh, maybe he's yep. in a lab, but he doesn't work in the lab. He just goes to the lab. And, and the lab technician, like, likes him, so they flirt a little bit. And that's how he usually gets, like, pushed to the front of the line type thing. But he has a dead wife who died mysteriously. Yeah, and he's constantly, he yeah. He would yep. be great at that. He is just adequate enough mm-hmm. to have that role. I get it. Uh, one thing I'll say about their romance. So do you think they had chemistry? Um, almost. I thought almost. they were really cute together. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I thought they were actually, they're both charming in a way. Mm-hmm. And so I thought they were actually cute. I enjoyed watching them together. Yeah. Not going to lie. Yeah. yeah I, I know. I won't disagree on that. I think the two of them worked well together. Um, yeah. And something I really liked was that the ending of this movie, uh, where he has come to uh, the urging of his daughter to come and say, like, you know, I've, uh, I love you, stay. She is actually. How do you get there, Emily? Wait, how do you get there? I forgot about the Christmas magic. We'll get to Christmas magic. That comes later. Okay. Number 10. Number 10. Uh, But that when he go, when he shows up, they're still both kind of being like coy about it because they haven't like gotten to not be coy. But I really like that it's her who gets to say, basically, like, I'm going to stay with you for Christmas. I hope that's cool. I'm into you. Because so many of these movies do kind of... um, Now, I don't watch The Bachelor, Bachelorette, but I did watch one season of The Bachelorette, like, 10 years ago, when... Uh, it was, I don't know, the ones who were still married, the the Trista and Ryan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was the only season I ever watched because my friends in college were watching it, so I did too. And something that I thought was ridiculous, and I think they do this every season, on The Bachelor, like it's the dude picking the girl, so he gives them roses, and then at the final thing, my understanding of the show that I don't watch that everybody else in the world does, uh, The Bachelor proposes to the girl he wants to marry. Mm-hmm. The Bachelorette, at least the one season I watched 10 plus years ago, uh, same exact thing. She's given away roses. I think it's roses. I or I don't know, like mufflers, some, something managed. Right. But then she gets to the final episode 
And rather than her saying, will you marry me, Ryan Firefighter? Will you not marry me, Charlie, the other guy? Uh It's like, I'm going to come here and ask you to ask me to marry you. Like, the guy had to propose. It wasn't her proposing. Jesus Christ, ABC. Right? Like... Uh, it just everything about that is like but the but the whole point of the show and i think it was still like it was her making the choice but it wasn't like it was like both of them had a ring and like got down on their knee and were like will you marry me and the one guy she's like yes and the other guy she's like no it could like, why would it not be her asking them to marry and i get like oh traditionalist but like no, no no the whole point of the show is her making that choice so it's just that same thing that same kind of very patriarchal attitude of the man always makes the first move is very prevalent in all of these movies so it was very refreshing that the movie very explicitly has the woman be the one to make the call of i'm into you let's kiss yeah i love that and also it wasn't let's get married let's spend the rest of our lives together like let's spend christmas together yes you know yeah i don't know maybe my new year's like we're gonna find out that like we just you know have really different sexual appetites Uh, so yeah yeah i'm still rich as shit i like i can leave whenever i want so i'll I'll spend a few days with you yeah good for her yep that's refreshing i'll I'll take that too you're 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 talking me around on this movie you are very good at doing that thank you i love that (laughs) All right, number four is montage. Did you notice any? Do you think this movie had montages? Oh, let me see. I think there was one. There's oh, there's, few, the there's the other. Oh, and there's, there's another one. Oh, there's that one. There's <laughs> yeah. that one. Yeah. There's yeah. many. Tons. Yep, yep, yep. We got, like, the opening is just a whole lot of establishing shots at the ski lodge. There's a cleaning montage. There's a learning how to clean montage. There's yep. a uh, Cordover Street singing on a guitar, which, I'm sorry. Like, can you imagine not knowing who you are or what you are? And you're kind of like, it's like, okay, cool. This this pretty nice guy has agreed to let me stay at his house until I figure out who I am. That's great. Uh, he's, he's got a kid. Okay, that's fine. I like the kid. It's cool. Um, you know, it's great. They make good food. I'm, I'm fine. Oh, now they want to hang out. Um, he just broke out the guitar. Oh, God. He just broke out the guitar. Oh, dear God. Would you not cool. just run into the woods at that point? Let me tell you, I had an ex-boyfriend who used to sing to me. He would sing at me with his guitar, and I wished I was dead. It was the worst (laughs) feeling in the world. I nearly jumped out of our 10-story window. I couldn't (laughs) handle it anymore. I felt like just sitting there and watching somebody sing at you, I felt like I needed a tambourine. I'm like, why am I here? (laughs) Wish you just, like, start, like, you grab, like, pencils and you start drumming. Like hoping yeah. you're doing it right, and then like you just, he like, takes yeah, his little hand and he puts it on yours and just goes, oh, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, there is, uh, and then the, I mean, again, multiple montages. This does have my second favorite type of montage. Do you know what my favorite type of montage is? Uh, I'm trying. Oh, a clothes trying on. Clothes trying on. I love a good trying on clothes Me too. montage. It's the best. We yeah, have, we share that mm-hmm, totally. So my second favorite, which is you'll find a lot in these movies where they are usually trying to really crank out the running time. It is the we've reached the point in the movie where a character has made a like internal decision, and we're not a good enough movie to convey that without taking um thirty seconds oh, yeah. to do a montage. Of things that have happened in this movie, but with a foggy filter. Yeah, over the last 90 minutes. Yes. Oh, remember in yesterday. In case you didn't remember. 
Exactly. Remember six hours ago? Doodly doo. When he was playing the guitar. Yes. Oh, yes. My God. I'll never forget that. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So number five is our dead parents or dead wife. I don't know. Did you yep. notice any in this movie? There's a few. Just a few. Everybody's got a dead mom. Everybody. Uh, Now we do too. So does every character in this movie. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's like a lot of dead mom speeches too. Because like both Lindsay Lohan has one. And um, Court Overstreet's wife, who obviously was mother to his daughter, is also dead. So there's like a lot of dead momming. Yeah. Um, The little girl Ava, she has Ava, I think. She has a few. Yeah, that's Ava. Yeah. She has a few about how she misses her mom and what mm-hmm. they used to do and et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, there's, there's so plenty. There, there's a whole lot of the whole, like, oh, no, don't touch that ornament. That was her ornament and, mm-hmm. and that stuff. And it's it's a whole lot of it. There's a lot, I wrote, like, sad music alerts. So there must have been a lot of sad music that I don't remember. Yep. Number six is our sassy sidekick. That would be Tad, 100%, boyfriend. I, is, yeah, I mean, Tad is almost the villain, though, I think, too. I think, I think he's presented. Well, he's he's an obstacle. I would have put um, the hotel assistant as the or the concierge as the sassy sidekick. I just don't think he got enough screen time mm, to be possibly. Yeah, yeah. I would put Tad in the role, but I I, I could be swayed. But yeah. either way, it definitely had something. Yeah, I mean, this movie could have used more dangly earrings. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, now the evil woman or the villain, basically. Usually a woman, sometimes a, a boss who's, you know, obsessed with the bottom line. In this case, like, again, like, there's not, I guess Tad is kind of villainous and that he's in the way of love. But mostly it's Jack Wagner, Beauregard. Mm-hmm. Beauregard Belmont. It is, but it's not. And again, this is like another not. thing. Like, I mean, like, he just you, wants you to have take a rich care of his daughter. Yeah. And, like, he just he doesn't want to invest in Cordover Street's crappy hotel because yeah. he's a good businessman and he knows a right. failing business when he sees one. Solid business decision, yeah. in regard. <sighs> but that's yeah, the thing. So like, no... there, there's not enough bite to this movie. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I want, I, you know, I, I want arsenic poisoning in my movies now. I got spoiled. But see, I, 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 that's part of the reason I, I kind of like it. Like, I love Ted Lasso because there's not really any pure villains on the show. I'm tired of just villains for villains' sake. I kind of like just people being nice to each other. It's nice to be nice. I mean, yeah, and I guess that's why people come to these kinds of movies generally. Yeah, uh, you're yeah, you're right. I just I don't think you need villainy. Okay. You just need complex characters and interesting writing, which this almost had. Jason, in the last <laughs> movie, the, the villain tried to kill the male lead. Doesn't and yeah. that got me really excited that I was going to see more of that, and so far I have not. But you're a much darker person, I, I think, suppose. than I am. You know, I I yeah. always come back to talking about Megan is missing, and I hate to even bring that up here on the <laughs> Christmas episode. This might like, oh, yeah, be. Just... I'm going to go out on a limb and say you are not going to find another hour of podcasting that discusses both falling for Christmas and Megan is missing. Yeah, exactly. This is the mashup you've been not mm-hmm. wanting. I mean, your both are about life. missing women, so true. But you, uh, you told me about Megan is missing. You're like, oh yeah, it was actually pretty good. I enjoyed it, and then I watched it, <laughs> and it was the most traumatizing thing I had ever seen I mean, in I my life. I enjoyed being scared of by it. But I wasn't just scared; I was traumatized. I still have nightmares about that movie. Well, so I enjoy horror movies, but like, there's some br- bridges I will not cross, and that was one of them. And, you know, that, that's why there are with... lots of movies like Falling for Christmas that generally don't involve being buried alive in barrels. But, again, the season is young. This is only movie number two. I'm sure that's we might true. get there. 
Candace Cameron Bure's network is coming out. Who knows what she's going to do? Oh, my God. What if they do, like, a passion play type one? So, like, I wasn't, like, my thing, I, even before she released her statements, which she then tried to retract, mm-hmm. uh, I was already, like, scanning to see, like, okay, what are the movies that I'm interested in watching this year? I throw them on a big list and see who wants to do them and if I'm going to be able to watch them. And I was just weeding out. I was kind of going straight by, if I don't have that network, I'm skipping it. I don't have Apple TV, so, okay, anything on Apple I'm not watching. Oh, sure. uh, Great American Family. No, that's Candace Cameron Bure's Christian bullshit. I'm skipping anything on that work. So I was already, it's like, not into, like, anything she was doing there. Um, but, I mean, I will concede. If she does a movie where she's buried alive, I'm going to have to watch it. Um, 100%. Yeah. Or if she does something, like, outwardly offensive and she's not just dog whistling this whole time if she does one where like a gay man repents his sinful ways and finds that goes back to his small town and finds his Mm -hmm. ex-girlfriend and like leads a straight narrow life i'm 100 percent watching that and then starting a letter writing campaign about how we need to murder her okay i'm into it i'm into it yeah then we'll make a hallmark movie about it yeah and then we'll put her in a barrel yeah all right uh number eight slapstick Oh, plenty. Yeah. And it made me, I, when I was watching this with my roommate, Melissa, like there were a couple scenes of that and I like turned to her at one point, point, and I was like, slapstick is hard, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody can do it well. Mm. They it is, try. yeah. As um, I have said before, you know, there is the school of Bella Swan clumsiness that offends me as a very clumsy yes. person when it's just like, whoops, whoa, 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 whoa. And they like yeah. slip on a banana peel that didn't came out of nowhere type thing. Uh, and this mm-hmm. is a lot of that. Like, it's very like, oh no, she's carrying hot chocolate and he's walking by, bump. And it's like a yep. smidge of hot chocolate gets on her. Like, there's that kind of thing. Uh, it, I, I wrote down Ted, Tad tries to kill the hotel concierge. Um, I guess like he snowmobiles like oh. and just like won't stop. He's like, no, move. And the guy's like, no, 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 I'm standing here. And he just like does like there's brakes on the thing. And he just seems like so that's why at first I think I thought, oh, Tad's the villain because he's just, like, genuinely trying to murder people. Um, there's a raccoon scare, a lot of falling down hills, well, a lot the of cooking second most, the, I'm sorry, the second most romantic scene of any film on celluloid ever was when Ralph the Crazy Mountain Man throws Tad the axe and Tad catches oh, it. Oh, yeah. That was some great slapstick and romantic. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of uh, tension in that moment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, there's that's a lot of metaphor. Like Definitely. throwing your axe into somebody. And whether they receive it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and exactly. a, a lot of cleaning fails. But and it's like, again, like, you could have a cleaning fail and it'd be funny. But it's just... Very yeah, much of, we need more you know, bleak. Yeah, you know, and like that's that's funny when somebody doesn't know how to do laundry and tries to do laundry. That's another thing they could have done. Where Lindsay Lohan's character tries to clean and she's never done it before, and she thinks she's doing a good job. Let me also say that you know, again, Lindsay's fine. It's it kind of amazes me that everybody thought she was such a talented young actress because she's an okay actress. I'm we're seeing that now. I will say, though, when she was younger, um, there was something very exciting about her. And and I'll call like the, the, you know, probably like her three best movies are Parent Trap, where like she does has range. She's playing. She's doing an accent. Uh, Mean Girls, where again, like a different actor in that role would have made that whole movie, I think, a little bit less interesting. Sure. And um, Freaky. Which is a delight from beginning to end, and if you have not rewatched mm. Freaky in a while, please do because it is a joy. 
And she's I, very good. One of those movies that I had laughed so hard, I thought I might die when I watched that movie. <laughs> it got me so hard. I can see it. I, I can see it. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in this case, she's fine. But, you know, I, it made me think of Rachel Green, Jennifer Aniston, kind of playing a very similar character on Friends. And sure. it made me think of when she made the trifle. Well, we all know when oh, Rachel made yes. the trifle, she was proud of herself. She was like, I am doing this. I am independent and I'm making this dessert work. She fucked it up like a spoiled rich girl might, but that that was the funny part. That's what this movie needed, more yeah. of that. Like spoiled rich girl trying to do good. It, it's mm. just crazy that Lindsay Lohan was kind of immediately great at everything. Well, and it's interesting. She struggled that, for a minute. Yeah, but that you say that about um, Jennifer Aniston, because I think it is, like, we forget sometimes. Like, I'm, I wasn't the biggest Friends fan. I, I kind of respect it. Like, I look at it and I'm like, oh, no, I can see why... Yeah. Um, and, but, but what it comes down to is like, they're great. And when you compare somebody like Lindsay Lohan's performance in this movie and you think about it in those terms of like, well, think of what she's doing. She's kind of playing a very Rachel Green character, but think of how good Jennifer Aniston was without you realizing how good she was. Like yeah. there's an art to it and a skill to it. And I think it's really obvious in this, like, I feel like Lindsay Lohan isn't, she's not giving a performance. She's just going to work. <laughs> Yeah, and exactly. it feels like she's on her best behavior. Like for again, for if you don't remember everybody, like there was an era when she could not work because movies would not ensure her to work. Yeah. That she was her tabloid exploits were so dramatic and she was so unreliable that it was the whole thing was not is she going to give a good performance? It was no, is she going to come to set at her call time? Right. And this movie and- just feels like she just wanted to make sure everybody like she probably like bought lunch for the crew every day and and that's fine i'm glad you're you're you know um, maybe in a better place but i want you to still be give a good performance yeah give a little edge to, yeah. yeah i think that a little edge helps and i've always said that i feel like such a jerk saying that jennifer aniston deserves more respect and admiration but you know like the most one of the most famous people right. in the world and one of the richest people in the world deserves more but i don't i think people think she's beautiful and she was funny she's a goddamn genius comedic 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 actress Mm -hmm. and that then that's you really notice that when you see a character playing something very similar who just can't quite nail it it takes a very special person to be able to do that yes and to do it in a way where you don't realize how good how how good they are how hard they're working because it isn't a huge performance compared to let's say Lisa Kudrow who's playing a very daffy character that's much more obvious that it's a performance. Sure. Whereas Jennifer Aniston, like, yeah, if she gives interviews, she sounds a lot like Rachel, but it's very clear that, no, that's not her. She was had crafted that character so specifically. Yeah, and if that is her, if there are parts of her own character, people have to always remember, too, it is not easy to play yourself on camera. Mm -hmm. You know, to portray a version of yourself, that's difficult. People don't know themselves well enough. So I think she deserves more respect for that. And I think that Lindsay was just out of her range in this movie. I think a better actress could, I'm picturing it as a better movie (laughs) with a better actress. Now, on that note, I guess uh, moving on to... I was going to say, like, you know, a better performance in the movie, but, like, no, it's 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 a, the kind of performance Ooh, that everybody is giving in every one of these performances. Our sage old person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abuelita. Yeah. She was nothing. She was a nothing was character. I'm sorry. Alejandra. Alejandra, the mother-in-law, grandmother, who's just there to, like, be really cool with this woman who's going to be her new daughter-in-law and replace her daughter. <laughs> like... 
right? right essentially. Um, yeah, no. She, I mean, she's there as the person who occasionally dispenses wisdom, but it's it's boring. And that's yeah. the other thing, too. Like, I, I think um, Kakoa Shaw, thankfully, like, gives the movie zest. But, like, you needed yeah. more zest throughout. Exactly. You needed zest yeah. in the inn. You had zest in the hotel. You didn't have it in the inn. Yeah. There was a lot you could have done with that character. You know, there could have been cultural differences uh, between the mm-hmm. family with her living with, like, her white in-law that, you know, was raised one way and she was raised in a different culture. They could have brought that in a, a little bit. They could have brought her, like, moving from wherever she was originally from to this mountain town in the middle of nowhere. Where she has to apparently run the hotel and answer the phone and write reservations down by hand because this yeah. hotel doesn't have a fucking computer system. Yeah, there was a lot you could have done with her, and they did nothing. Yes. It's not the actress's fault. It's no. not the little girl's fault that I hated We're going to get back. We're going to get to her. Don't worry. Don't so, worry. We'll get yeah. to her. Nobody's fault. No. Uh, well, you know, when in doubt, you could always blame number 10, Santa Claus. And I'm going to mm-hmm. let me freaking tell you. I got really that... excited that we had Santa Claus, that we had him so early. Because a mm-hmm. lot of these movies, like they used to always end with Santa Claus. It was like sure. a totally normal, like, I'm a doctor, and I moved to a small town, and everything's normal, until the last scene when suddenly it's like, oh, and I married Santa's son. Like, it, they used to be like that. We're just a yeah. normal movie. I entered a baking competition. Oh, no, it's hard to bake. Oh, no, we only have two minutes left in the movie. Oh, there's Santa Claus. Like, that's what they used to do. And yeah. lately, oh, they no, don't I do that. The they don't have Santa Claus and... in these movies. Yeah. And th- we saw him early and it was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen on film. <laughs> what was that? There Would you describe un- what was so what was so Megan is missing about this Santa Claus? There was some uncanny valley shit happening with his face. Yeah. It didn't look like a real human. Like they added the ruddiness mm. to his face. And they add, and this actor was obviously, he doesn't look like that. It's one thing to cast like an old fat guy who has gray hair and a beard. Like, I can come do it if you need somebody. (laughs) Like, I am free. Don't cast somebody who doesn't have those features and then try to make it. It was just uncanny. It was uncanny valley. That's what I experienced. That weird thing of like, something's not right. And Mm. I feel disturbed. I hated his face more than anything. <laughs> I definitely wasn't quite as bothered um, as you were, but it was, um, there was something wrong about it. I agree. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, but like, he's real in this movie and he, you know, he grants wishes and makes magical sleds and stuff. And I, okay, no, I did have a moment where I wanted to talk to you specifically about it because, um, so the little girl, like Santa's like, you can ask me for a wish and don't tell anybody and I'll make it come true. And she writes down her wish. And it seems like it's a really like serious thing. And, um, I don't know about you, but I was thinking like, Oh, the direction this movie could go in was that if she asked, okay, one could have been like, I want a new mommy. And it would have been like, oh, look, you got a new mommy, kid. Right. What I wanted it to be was, I wish my mother came back. And then for it to be, I forget the episode's name, but you know, like the episode after uh, Joyce, spoiler alert, Buffy season five, the episode after Joyce dies where Dawn like tries to bring her back to life. Yeah. And you get the sense of like, oh my God, we don't want to see Joyce like this. It's going to be zombie Joyce. Like I wanted that, but uh, uh, you know, it's not that kind of movie. 
And it would be great if it was at the end of the film after <gasps> Lindsay and him got together, they're cozied up in front of the fireplace, and you just see an image of a person walk by the window very slowly, <laughs> and the girl reveals that she wished to have her mother back, back, and then you hear a slow knock mm, on the door, I like smash it. cut to credits. Yes, yes. I was thinking more that she was living out in the woods with Ralph also, and then she finally makes her way back. So oh, then it's I more more that. like Mar- when Marlena was kidnapped by Stefano, but then comes back and it's like, oh, you're with Isabella now. What's up with that? So, uh, yeah. Or she's like mama out in the woods and she like kidnaps <gasps> that little girl and raises yeah. her on peach pits. Oh, God. I could go with that. Yeah. There's, oh, my God. You're right. There are so many better movies when exactly. you do it that way. It's so much more fun. All right. So now we get to the bonus round. All those little extras that uh, show up in these movies. Number Nothing. one being the absurdly unlimited use of public domain holiday songs. And again, like, I'm not, not specifically, like, deck the halls to decorating. Yes, there is. Um, jingle bells to action. Yes, there is, like, twice. Yep. Like, I think it's both, like, the sled, the sled racing and also the Christmas party. Um, but here's the thing about this movie. It's Netflix. They have money. Yeah. They got real ass songs in this movie. Like, they have, I think, Jingle Bell Rock, which obviously is also, like, a Mean Girls reference. Yes. Like every Love one of these that. movies, it's like, we wish you a Merry Christmas because it's free and anybody could sing it and you can find a recording of it somewhere. This fucking movie has the nerve to to show off the, the fact that they spent money to have Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas play. Oh, were you offended by that? See, I love that song. It's like my favorite song. Me too. Song. But it's very like, excuse me. Oh, oh, what is our, it's, um, I don't know if you watched when Amazon did, like they've done it now like four seasons and nobody seems to be talking about it or watching it. Uh, the uh, Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum left Project Runway to do the Amazon show, make it, I think oh, making yeah. the cut. And, or Next it. in Fashion. I don't remember whichever one it was, but it's not very good. What is very funny about it is how Amazon is clearly showing off that they spent a lot of money on music rights. So every single shot of this reality show is like a song I don't know, but everybody else does. And like just crammed in there in really awkward ways. And this movie felt a little bit like that of like, oh, you thought we were going to sing Three Wise or Good King Wenchelsloshes, but instead we got Bing Crosby, baby. Like it just felt a little bit... um, I don't know what's the word uh boastful little uh oh okay you know? yeah just like uh opulent like look at all the money we yeah, have we like, can do what we want the music budget for this movie is probably the entire budget for all 75 hallmark movies this year like it's just it's a Lindsay's, lot yeah Lindsay's concierge alone mm-hmm. yeah yeah I agree, but I enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. I love seeing, like, real-ass music in a, in a movie. I thought it was exciting. I, I really like fake-ass mu- music. I, I like it, when it's just somebody that's like, hey, can you make a Christmas song in, like, five minutes? Sure. Sleigh rides. Yes. Icicles. Santa Claus. Rudolph. Too. No, you can't say Rudolph. Okay. Reindeer. Yeah. yeah. It's like those songs, they're just naming stuff. I see oh, that a lot best. in Lifetime movies. Yep. They're like mm-hmm. candy canes and Christmas time yes. and snow trees and love self. And... Pine cones everywhere. Yes. 
they're all a lot of like Linda Belcher songs, like Dream of Consciousness singing. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, like I just prefer that. Like it's slick. I think that's the thing about Netflix Christmas movies that doesn't speak to me as much is they're very slick. They have real actors in like real clothing singing real songs. And it just for me feels a little uh, like you like you know you're better than us, I guess. Yeah. There's also a lot of music in this and like not even like songs, but the first like 20 minutes of this, I'm like, there's not been a moment where there isn't background music playing loudly. Yeah, I noticed that as well. And a lot of times that annoys me here. It didn't so much, but I noticed it. Mm -hmm. So if you notice it, then it's a mistake. Yeah. Yes, very much. So number two is our secret family recipe, which we actually don't. Did we get that? We have to go back, though. Oh. I mean, are we, you know, under the sexy version of anything? Mm. I know there wasn't a sex- sexy song necessarily, but there was that boobtacular dress. Does that fit in here? Oh, are we no. having anything sexy or is it uh, just no, I mean, songs? we can. Like, yeah, I don't usually put fashion on here unless it really speaks outside of the list because I, I, then I get my hopes up. Then I'm like, ooh, how many different coats is Vanessa Hudgens going to wear in this movie? Right. <laughs> And again, like, because Netflix, they're like, yeah, people really like the coats. So whatever money we don't spend on Christmas songs, spend on coats. Yeah. And in this one, we do actually get some some pretty good looks from Lindsay, I'd say. Sure. I loved that first red outfit that he spills the cocoa yeah, on. The big sleeves. Big it's very sleeves. Barbie. It's oh, very God, like Barbie yes. Ski Lodge, which I appreciate. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. But that boobtacular dress, I have a feeling at the end that that jacket she wears with it was not originally in the script. And they were just like, oh, we cannot show this. Because she was busting out all over the place. And it's also, it's a gift from her potential future mother-in-law, which is a little weird. Right? And it fit perfectly. But it wasn't, like, it seemed like she bought it for her. Right? Like, it didn't seem like it was a, oh, this is my dead daughter's dress. Like oh, I did... thought it was. I had a memory that it was. Is it not? I don't know. She doesn't say it is. And it's in like a gift wrap box as if it's new. Oh, I might I be can't decide which is confused. weirder. If it's weirder to have gone out when, when clearly the whole point is that your family doesn't have money. If it's mm-hmm. weirder to have gone out to a store and bought a new, very sexy dress for this woman who you think has feelings for your son-in-law... Or oh, if yeah. it's weirder to be like, I don't know, my daughter looked hot in this one, so maybe you will too. I don't I don't know which is something more awkward, but they both seem Oh, strange. yeah, shit, that is a toss-up. I know! Yeah. But she puts the jacket on over it too, and it doesn't look as good. But when she came down the stairs, I got to say, Lindsay Lohan's still banging. Yeah, she's still got great. a banging body. She, she looks does. great. Yeah, good for her. Now, number three is our small business in danger, which we do obviously get. Sure. Boy, howdy, mm-hmm. do we. <laughs> well, and again, like, finally, when they start getting, well, first off, so it's like, okay, we're going to have a fundraiser. And this fundraiser means people have to physically come to this place and r- bring their checkbooks and write checks to you. And On put the Christmas checks in a Eve. bag. And also, like, because as he's handing out things, he's like, oh, I know you probably have plans. Like, you think? Who doesn't? Who's not wrapping presents yes. terribly on Christmas Eve? Right. Yeah. Like, and everybody shows up. Even everybody the gay shows couple. Up. Yeah. Just see the gay couple in pajamas. Yeah. yeah Very subtle. Good for them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, going back even before that too, there was that scene like right at the beginning before Lindsay even comes to stay with him when Cordover Street pulls up. And one of his, you know, people who works there is like, hey, the snowmobile is broken again. And he's like, I'll come fix it. You know, it's very much like it reminded me of that scene in Burlesque 
where mm-hmm. they come and they hand, they hand share all of those outfits. They're like, hey, these yeah. all need to be him. And she's carrying out like, oh, I got to do everything myself. Poor, poor share. And they just laid on thick that like, man, this guy is struggling. Just keeping his head above water barely every day, just like Cher. Now, man, again, on the topic of how to make this movie better and the mo- the better movie in our heads that are elevating it today, man, motherfucking air rights. This movie could have ended with air rights and oh, it would have been a better finale no. than a Christmas party. Everything's better with air rights. Everything's better with air rights. Damn it. <sighs> I agree. Yeah. So, okay, small business in danger, um, because Alejandra is the only one that works there, and she has to make every reservation by phone. Uh, All right, so next thing is product placement. And there is, and this is something every Netflix Christmas movie does. What is it? Every Netflix Christmas movie product places Netflix Christmas movies. Netflix, that's right! (laughs) I did notice that Mm -hmm. when we watched. Now, and sometimes they get really, really... Uh, they start to get like world building portal, like third dimension things, like barriers breaking because you have like Vanessa Hudgens watching a movie that Vanessa Hudgens is in. And it's very confusing. But in this case, it's just she, uh, there's actually a great jump scare where Lindsay Lohan presses a button and the Netflix ba-boom song, sound yes. comes on. And I'm not going to lie, it made me jump because yeah. it's like every time I turn to that on a, on a my TV, it's too loud. And it always like, I'm a jumpy person when it comes to no- noises. And the same thing happens here. And um, I think in this case, it's a castle for Christmas that she's watching, which I have not actually seen. That's the Brooke Shields one from last year. That's the Brooke Shields. See, I think I watched that the other night. And I think that's where I got confused. Because in that movie, Mm. they do give Brooke Shields the dead wife's dress. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I got it confused in my head. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, I think I've said I have to be really careful about how I watch these and when I, like, the worst thing anyone can do is like, hey, we're going to record on Friday. Great. And then instead it's like, oh, no, we have to record uh, three days later. I'm like, oh, no, I'll have to watch two movies in between. I won't remember anything because they'll all oh, get mixed like up exactly in my head. exactly what I did? Exactly what I Except, did? Except, no, you I'm were so safe because it, it was only 24 hours. We got through it. I only watched okay. one in between and it was very different, so I didn't get confused. Okay. But that's Good. the problem is sometimes they are so similar, especially if you're doing the same network, right? So a Netflix royal movie and a Netflix, um, like, Richie movie are both going to yeah. have the same feeling. And again, dead wives. So it's going to be very easy to mix them up. So that's why you got to be careful. Very easy to mix them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right, because, yeah, that Brooke Shields movie was like almost every other one I've ever seen, except they had a mute gay bear. Ooh. And I was like, all right, good, representation. Okay, that's something. Look at you. Yeah. Uh, you know, anyway. You know what? We, well, we know this one had uh, our cloying child. Oh, gross. Oh, Ugh. God. No, again, whenever we get to here, I have to preface, like, no offense to the actor. I'm not blaming no. a young child actor who is being directed to do something. Yes. I hated this kid, too. Me, too. <laughs> Stop smiling. Oh my god! Stop oh my god! I wrote in all caps. This girl smiles very hard. Oh, she drove me crazy. And like, she's perfect. Like, it's just like she's always smiling. She's always happy. She's always helpful. She likes everybody. Everybody likes her. Fuck you, kid. No, I, yeah, not not for me. No. Yeah, and you know, okay. In the essence of making it a better movie, give her a little something other than just being a precocious child. <sighs> Give her a little struggle to try to stay happy to keep her father going. You know, she sees that her father's struggling, so she's trying to take care of her dad. 
little bit of that, just a touch of it. Yeah. Just a line or two would have been great. Yeah. 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 She's like, I see that my dad's not happy and he's only happy when I'm happy. So I stay happy. You know, that line. I like that. Even though I'm dying inside. Yeah. What a better movie right there. Yeah. Exactly. (sighs) Yeah. I don't, but I don't want I don't want to talk, like you said, I don't want to talk about the actress, but right. I think no, no, it no, would not have worked. Not blaming the kid, yeah. She's blame great. the character. But yes. I'm sure she's a lovely little girl. Yes. So you know who would have been better? The kid from the end of Wakanda Forever. I don't know if you've seen it, but he not. is one of the cutest little kids I've Aww. ever seen in my life. And I want him to be in everything now. He <laughs> needs to be a huge star. Okay. Fell in love with this kid. You heard so it here cute. first. Yes. Uh, number six is the character, a character with a holiday theme name. I guess we don't really have one here. Don't. No. Yeah, no. Not a thing. I tried to actually. make some work. No. Because no. like Ava, Ava, I was like, Ave Maria? No, that's <laughs> nothing. That is nothing. No, so no. no. Uh, finding the perfect tree we don't have, but we do have the perfect tree topper with a backstory. Uh, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and every, the place was already decorated to shit. Like, at the, every place was decorated very holiday-themed. I mean, they had a little decorating montage, but there were a lot of decorations yes. in this movie. And again, like, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah, Netflix like, spent money to make sure this was always decorated. Usually, like, you yeah. can tell, like, oh, no, everything's yeah. hanging on by a string, and once they cut it, like, it's a set that you just, you know, it's like a recycled set. Right. Um, all right, number eight, ridiculously elaborate holiday cocktails. I don't think we really had any... Um, no. No. Number nine, empty coffee cup acting. I, I there was a, a lot of cocktail mockery. I think mm-hmm. like, yeah. I don't remember the, the coffee so much, but at the party there was a lot of empty cocktail yes. cups. There was empty cocoa cup acting early on. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, actors trying very hard to take a bite out of something on camera without actually eating. Um, didn't see it. I, I didn't write down specifics, but there's a lot of bites of stuff where we don't actually see. Yeah. Like it's like Lindsay Lo. Like um, again, I don't know Lindsay Lohan, whatever her character's name sure. is. Like there's like a bit of running like joke about bacon. How she's like, oh, I don't eat bacon, and then when she like you know gets a head injury, she's like, I don't know, maybe I do eat bacon, and she quote unquote eats bacon, and it's very clear that like sure. she puts a piece of bacon in her mouth, and then they cut elsewhere, and the same happens to three other characters. So mm, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess Tad didn't really eat that stew that they made. Oh, or the beans. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No, he loved that stew and thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Oh, they bonded over stew. Oh, God, I want them to get together so bad. Yeah. Uh, 11 Canadianisms or obvious tells that it was not filmed on location. Uh, I, I would just fold that in in this case with number 12, which is our warm weather watch. Um, I don't yeah. know where they actually filmed this. It's probably like Georgia or one of those um, like tax write-off cities where they film everything. Definitely not anywhere where it was below 60 degrees, I'm going to say. You think? I didn't notice that. I'm looking on IMDb right now to see where they filmed this. Filming locations. Oh, my good Lord. Oh, okay, now. Uh, Utah. Park City, Utah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, yeah. So it actually was filmed in cold weather. Yeah, because yeah, like, that but would it was be probably a lot filmed of... in June. Probably. Like, when they're outside, they're, like, wearing, like, a vest, and it's snowing, and, you know. uh, A lot of CGI snow, I think, or, um, like, I'm sorry. Nobody, oh, we didn't talk about this. We talked about fashion a little bit. So, Lindsay Lohan has a head injury. She can't remember her name. She can't remember why she doesn't like bacon. She can't remember how to make a bed. Mm -hmm. She remembers how to do her hair in uh, my how would you describe that like the most perfect elaborate complicated updo one can imagine 
Right. We we talked about this when we watched this movie. Like, um, what is it called? What, amnesia. Amnesia is so weird how you can't remember who you are, but you remember, you know, how to eat and how to poop and how to do some stuff. You know, but like, what? Where does the line end as to for amnesia? Right. It's so weird. Well, it's I also just, just not not real the way movies. Well, true. <laughs> true. That's a good point. Yeah. I guess I'm talking specifically about movie amnesia. I, like, what? Is, what do you forget? Like, well, not, you forget how to drive a car? I mean, ultimately, it comes down to you're not going to forget anything that's going to um, make you unattractive. So there you you're go. going to remember how you did your makeup, and you're going to remember how you did your hair. Those are important. You're going to remember to put those tape things on your eyes to pull your mm-hmm. skin back a little you're, bit. You're going to remember to pluck your eyebrows, like all the important yep. things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's pretty much everything. There is a gag reel. At the end, I yeah, wonder how you felt about that. You, what is my favorite thing in the world, Emily? Is it a gag reel? It's bloopers, specifically yes. bloopers. Like, I love them so much. Like, were these your? I was excited when it started, and then I was disappointed when I realized it was not going to be funny. For me. no, it, no, I still was excited that they did it. But it takes charisma to pull off good bloopers. Some of the greatest bloopers in film history. One of my favorites is uh, the first Charlie's Angels. The few bloopers they flow in, throw in at the end of Charlie's Angels when Drew Barrymore is having helmet problems, serious helmet problems, and you know just little things like that. It takes charisma to pull off a good blooper, um, and I don't think that necessarily Lindsay Lohan still has it, unfortunately. Oh. I thought Jack Wagner yeah. did. Yeah, <laughs> like, he was really funny. Like that was one, like probably the only times I laughed in the movie outside of you know, like Kakoa Shaw pointing out the muscular guy pulling focus. <laughs> it's like this guy's pulling focus. But yes, it was very funny. Yeah. So I love bloopers no matter what I get. I love them even if they're not great. I just love that they exist. Well, good, good. So overall, yeah. do you recommend Falling for Christmas, the Lindsay Lohan one, not the ice skating one? Let me say I 100% do. Just go in and picture it as a better movie. <laughs> and you're going to love it so much. I think by the, by the end of this conversation, I, I like it more than I did while I was watching it. I'm so happy to hear that. It's a fun <laughs> movie. It really is. It's it, this. I think. Okay. So here I think is what my problem was. I think I, I watched the first half, uh, like sitting down, like for breakfast, like before work. And then I finished the second half at the gym on the elliptical. And the problem was that meant I had nowhere to go, but this movie Whereas oh, yeah. the first half, I also had a bowl of cereal and I had, you know, my phone next to me. Like, I wasn't beholden to just stare at this movie and only absorb yeah. it. And sure. when I, you know, the equivalent of sitting down in a theater and only watching the movie, which for me was in the gym where the only thing I'm doing is my eyes are going on the screen. That's mm-hmm. where it started to feel rough for me because it yeah. wasn't interesting enough the energy wasn't high enough to keep me from thinking how much longer is this movie oh, but i think without hundo. that in a, as a background this is perfectly fine yes one hundo have your phone when you're watching this movie don't <laughs> just sit and stare at it yes 100 um, rap presidents while you watch this movie and exactly. uh see if you can learn some tricks about uh less paper and james cameron's yeah, hands. I yeah, that's exactly. I had my phone. I had we were ch- kind of chatting through it. My roommate and I, and I, I ended up really, really enjoying it. And I recommend it full, wholeheartedly. Yeah. I do I think, think um, 
there and there are some things about this that are refreshing and new and slightly i don't know that feel like cool that you have a bisexual character you have yeah like just some other touches that make this a little bit less um you know tight sweater hallmark ish which i appreciate Mm uh so yeah this is steps in the right direction i just i wish it had more bite but i will i will see your point of it had other things that do kind of elevate it yeah, and Kakoa Shaw, I'm glad that that actor is working. That's not his yeah. name, but whatever his name is, I'm glad he's working. And he elevated it for me. I thought Definitely. his performance was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's worth watching just for MVP, him. I would say. Yep, yeah. absolutely. All right, so uh, where can people find you, Jason, if they want to tell you about the better movie they saw in their head? Well, I'm going to – I'm actually going to bring things down a little bit. I wasn't going to do this, but I'm that, going cool. to be – a a little serious right now. The events over the weekend really affected me. And I'm sure it affected a lot of you. And I'm talking about what happened in Colorado and Colorado Springs specifically. Um, So my, I wouldn't recommend you follow me on Twitter unless you just want to see an angry faggot, just retweeting angry messages about LGBTQ rights. But that's all I've been doing. Because everybody should see that right now. Thank you. So follow me at Fozzie Bear, F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. And I want to give a little shout out to my company. I work for uh, Blue Pearl. It's a veterinary hospital. And I've talked to the president of my company and I've talked to some other leaders in the company. And we're going to start doing an LGBTQ outreach instead of having this impotent rage that I felt over the last couple of days about these events and not being able to do anything. I finally started to channel that into some action. So we're I'm taking steps at my job to do some outreach and some good so that's my advice to everybody this holiday season and i know politics are frustrating do a little bit of good don't just be angry and frustrated that you don't feel like you can make a change make the smallest change within your house within your Mm -hmm. company within your friend circle within your city and feel better about yourself and help other people that's all i want anybody to do this holiday season i love it and what better way to think about the season and to give back and to care so Absolutely. You're my hero. And I love you, Emily. I you love are my you. hero. Oh. You're oh. one of my favorite people. Oh, I'm just falling for Christmas, Jason, right now. <laughs> I'm so happy we got to do this. Same. All right, everybody. Right. So go uh, heat up a bowl of beans, follow Jason, care about the world, do good things, and we'll see you back next time with another Cozy Cardigan Christmas special. Merry Christmas, everybody. Have yourself fun. No, we might get sued. No, we can't. That's a good point. Stop it there. And so, and I don't... But the good, she teaches you sing? Some, I've sung a tune or two. Do you want to sing now? No, don't. Just a little bit. No. Just a little bit. No, no, no. Just a tiny bit. Okay, let me just tell you something, people. <laughs> they promised they would not do this to me. I mean, pro- Matt, who's my pre-interviewer? You especially. What do you want to, what do you Just want to a sing? Something. Would what, you sing with me? Yeah, what do you want to sing? Uh, I've got a crush on you. I don't know that one. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> Go ahead, start it. Maybe I do. I've got a crush on you, sweetie pie. All the days and night times, hear me sigh. The world may pardon my mush, but I've got a crush my baby on you.